In Habakkuk 2 verse 14, the prophet by the Holy Spirit gave prophecies that are very relevant to the times we live in today. The evils and darkness covering the earth makes it seem like there is no hope but actually there is hope. Where lies hope? Hope lies in the knowledge of the glory of God which is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Things are bound to change when Jesus is revealed and known by many. Through the platform of Pluru, God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna reveals Jesus in his teachings. Be blessed as you listen to this series, Understanding the Finished Work of Christ. We trust the Lord. We have quite a number of them now sticking out we have to do today. But let's see how God will help us. Amen to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Alright, so um, uh, um, we are going to be looking at one important work today. And that one is um, to defend others in need. To defend others in need. You see, um, one of the things I've come to realize about Christians most of the time is that we don't understand, we don't have right definitions and right understanding. Now let me understand something. When you seek, when you see a need and seek to meet it and create a danger to meet that need, we need a business and enterprise forever to sincerely meet the need, you get rich. Our shop. But when you see a need and want to take advantage of the need to become rich, you will not be poor. You see, when your goal for meeting a need is strictly to meet a need, one of the attendant benefits that come from that is finances. You don't need to fast and pray for it. If your heart, your desire, your actual desire is to meet the need, you don't need to look for money. Not in God. But if your reason for going to meet a need is because you want to make money, you will see money. And even if you see, it will still end up like a cycle of you are getting and it's going. Why? Because your motive is wrong. Are we together? The motive is wrong. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of African businesses fail. They fail because African businesses on a larger scale advantage of opportunities for selfish gains and for financial benefits. But they don't take advantage of opportunities to meet needs. Are you not saying? When the purpose of going into a venture is to meet the need of humanity, you discover that money may not come immediately, but it will come. Someone was talking to us, and um, a, a part of us was, and was like, as he saw, he said, You guys, you guys, every use his language money works. I see what you guys are doing on your podcast. But the privilege of God is when you check all the podcast channels, you see that among the top ranking, you know what I mean? The big men, the big men of God, the big boys, our, top, our podcast is also there. What a privilege, what a honor. Our production may not be as Christian as theirs, but it's there too, as a. Um, um, Pastor Dan will say, he said, if they are doing landlords meeting in the community, the one that has to be the one that has to be the one that has one, just see who, maybe you start trying to say, we call. So what does the one who it? The one who has a room and panel, we call. The one that has two bedrooms, we call. The one that has three bedrooms, we call. The one that has estate, we call. All are we 
what are we coming for? Landlords meeting. So when they are calling landlords, all of us are not irrespective of what the board will do. Resource in qualifications. 
Because the Bible says the, 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 the preaching of, of the cross is foolishness to them that what? That perish. How can somebody explain how you go for Bible study every day and then not becoming a millionaire? <laughs> Today it's not rational. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. It's not rational. Um, uh, um, Dr. Freddy, Casey Price of the Blessed Memory, when the Lord sent him to the place where they have their church today in, in America, when he went there, it was a slum, it was a ghetto, a ghetto slum, dirty, poverty stricken. And he asked the Lord, he said, Lord, what, why will you send me to this kind of place? How will I help these people? They are poor, they are rejected, they are, are broke, is it broke, busted, disgusted, poor, uh, in death, distressed, is it all the combination together? That was the couple who came to me. How will I help them? God, I wear it. Say the Lord to me, teach them the word. Do what? Teach them the word. And he said doing everything Bible story for them. In a couple of months or years, this broke, busted, disgusted, poverty stricken ghetto guys turned out to be multi-millionaires. The word of God said they have rigid their head. Are you not saying? He said they are arranging their heads. You see, that's why when you see a people who cannot see from that world, you see a people that cannot prosper. Yes. It's as simple as that. When you see people that cannot see from that world, once you just give them the word, it's break time. Once you start dancing and singing or doing drama, it's action time. They can't prosper. I listened to somebody else and he said the problem with Africa is that Africa in our um, um, our um, uh, uh, History over the years, we, we, we believe in idols and animations, animations, and it was like that. The the um, in those days they believe that when the ancestors, uh, you have little what you to do. Everything rises and falls on the ancestors. So if the ancestors are happy with you, then you have a good uh, harvest. Then if they are not happy with you, you have a bad harvest. So it's just all about the ancestors, and then they come to the ancestors and they make sacrifices for animation, so the ancestors don't bless them. And he said that's the same mentality, the animation mentality is what Christ, the African Christians are taking to Christianity. So you see that there is, it's not, see, God is going to bless you, yes, everything rises and falls on God, yes. But we have a part to play, I get what I'm saying. He said that's the reason why when you call them and say, when you call businessmen, and say businessmen, call for businessmen in prayer and impartation and blessing, you see the whole church is full. When you call the same businessman and say, come, let us teach you how to do business using the principles of the gospel of, 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 of Jesus and the word of God, you see that the church is very scanty. Why? Because on the average, on the average, we want the Africans believe in the mystical so much that they believe that something will come from the air and drop on them while they are doing nothing. I believe so much in prayer. So much. I believe in the world. But I believe that prayer works on your mind. Are you not saying? It works on your mind. It works on your mind. And then it works on your mind to work on your environment. The place of prayer is a place of incubation. It's a place where ideas are dropped in the minds of men. Are you not saying? Yes. You can't be praying and praying and there's no idea coming to you. Sorry, you're not praying, you're praying. When you're praying, God will be dropping ideas. Ideas will drop in your heart. Ideas will drop in your heart. The place of the world 
is a place of mirroring yourself from God's perspective. As you step in the world, you begin to see yourself from God and then you begin to see the aspect of God that has to be manifested at time. So an environment that does not value the teaching of the world and the place of prayer in the place of fellowship, they go nowhere. They go nowhere. And that is why I see that a lot of the times in Africa, we, we, we go into seemingly opportunities for money making. That's why they advise people, don't just go into business. Don't, just, don't go into business to make money. Because don't go into business to make money. But when you go into business for the love of what you are doing. If you want to get a business, you go into it for the love of what you are doing. That's the first reason. Number two, go into it to meet the needs in the society. While loving it and meeting it, money will be coming. Are you getting what I'm While loving it and meeting it, money will be coming. But if the purpose is money, 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 then there's a problem. And that's the reason why we see that in our society in Africa, we hardly defend, we don't actually defend dignity. And it has crept into the church seriously. We don't defend dignity. I saw, I don't know if some of us have seen one picture of a picture of a particular, it was a very good photographer, excellent photography work. It was an African mission of a child that was highly malnourished, partial sure, called the stomach was big behind the The child was actually uh, uh, sitting in a very weak manner, trying to crawl, but at the point, maybe it was at the point of death. And there was a vulture positioned just a little distance from the child. Are you getting me? A vulture positioned just a little distance from the child, waiting for the child to die so it will eat the uh, carcass of the child. Are you getting me? And the photographer had a nice shots, very powerful shots. What an excellent shot of what depicts Africa. And he took it and he received an award for this. That was a creative art. You know, photography is an art. Very creative art. We're like, wow. Everybody was wow. Everybody was wow. Everybody was wow. But you know what? Why they were all hearing him in the award they were hearing him over? Why they were warming him? The lady lifted up her hand. And she asked me a question. She said, after snapping that picture, what did you consider that child? And he said, for what he don't know him. He said, nothing. And she said, then there's no difference between you and the vulture. <laughs> Depression immediately. He entered depression. Yeah. Is it this what is this? It was one year. This is the problem we have in our world today. Instantly, from excitement, it sounded deep, boom, into depression. This is the truth. See, sometimes the world, the real world is that people are so moved by some things, by what is the vogue or what is you know exciting people that they don't always look at things from two perspectives. From the other perspective. Why the whole, imagine, why was it only one woman that could teach you that way? Imagine there were 5,000, but let me just say there were 1,000 in that Kamina auditorium. So it means that only one out of one, that is my 0.00701% of people in the next take right now. Why only one woman could think like that? This is what we are facing today in the world, and that is what the church has incorporated. And the truth, what she said was the truth. There is no difference between you and the vulture. Today, what we have in church, they call it business, is vulture mentality. 
Voter mentality. Let my brother fall so I capitalize on his fall. It's a voter mentality. Let him die so I eat his garden. It's a voter mentality. But God never created us to be vultures. In fact, one of the birds that was prohibited from being eaten by God prohibited from eating from eating was the vulture. Why? Because it eats dead things. The eagle never eats dead things. He only kills, he kills his prey. And he, in fact, when you, if you kill a prey for eagle and give it, do not wait. I must kill my prey. It eats fresh, fresh meat. That's why its strength is fresh. But look at the vulture, it's bad. That is bad. Look at the eagle's hair, fresh, fine, shiny, shiny. So they say that when his head starts getting old, his feather starts getting old, sorry, what does it do? It goes to blood the ball. The pig starts getting old, it breaks it. The claws, it breaks it. It doesn't like old things. But look at it, the vulture is ever looking old and haggard. After you look at Africa, when you look at some of the people, you look at them at their age, you say they are dying young. Why would they die? Vulture mentality will not arrive live long. And it is told that when the eagle goes to renew itself, it can live another 30 years. Um, I, I had a story of a particular lady who, our mom was beating her, 
little down, little down. And it's like they said, the pastor was even if you know the whole matter. Until then he beat her to death. You see, in that kind of situation, I, I, see, I, I'm a pastor. If you come and meet me and you tell me your husband slapped you the first day, he slapped you the first day, and I say, let's pray, we pray. You go back home, you say he slapped you the second day. By the second day, he slapped you. The next advice I will give you is my sister. We have to pray from a distance.
judge in what? Righteousness. Not God judge, but judge in because you can judge the matter. They judge the matter that day for me. But it was the height of unrighteousness. How can I bring the matter to you because I am dying? Because I'm unable to speak. Because I cannot, I cannot help myself at this point. At the end of the day, you made me die more. Now, if you're better, you say you must see this matter. That's the truth. That's why some there are some if you, there are some matters you bring to me today. There was somebody who was talking, she was talking, and then somebody we told her go to the police station. <laughs> and we say you say you want to slap you, go to the police station. I, I barely know you. I don't know your history. I am not bringing your family matter. Am I the one that joined you? Am I the person who can sell you? I don't know where you're coming from. And you just barely started your and you're bringing you and your husband. Friend. If your husband is slapping you, there's something that can slap your husband back. Police, go there. Go there. Go and find a case of assault. And see if the police will know how to do it. For me, I joined a couple and I hear the husband slap the wife. I will not call the wife, I'll call the husband. Because on no account, she will slap the woman. Then after I talk with the man, I tried to talk sense into his head. He still remains unsensible or foolish. The next thing I will do is, if I'm the one who joins people and I can't say anything, I'm the one who go and fight for this case. <laughs> I will go and fight for this case on your head. If police case is not enough for you, I'll go to court for your head. Why? Because, you see, when I cannot judge righteously again, I have to hand it over to those who have the power to correct your head. Because if I can, the person that needs to say, oh, husband, stop that, love your wife, husband, she's a part of it. When that devil will start worrying people, there's no message in preach that will make sense. Husband, can, if you are, she's, if she's, your, she's you, she's you. If you beat her, it means you are beating yourself. It means you are beating her before. I've been already before. When that demon starts, I had a a young man, when they walked into the police station. So what's the problem? It's arresting. What can you make of it? So I'm tired of smoking there. <laughs> I'm resting, I'm tired. See, <laughs> maybe he has even gone to deliverance, to maybe the door deliverance, the deliverance is in the room of the floor, stand up, and if you that, I need something hard. And so when you give police that kind of feeling, they are happy. But what they didn't only arrest me, they beat When they beat this guy, when they beat him, they beat him and beat him and beat him. You are, you are tired, you'll be, don't worry, you will be free. <laughs> they did the black ability. It, it was the one who chose the day you wanted to go. Are you ready to go? Say, no, I'm not ready to continue. <laughs> when they did beat the guy, are you ready to go? So, yes, I'm ready to go. You, are, you can carry your shirt, you can go. Baba, eh? The guy, when you remember the beating and the smell in your hand, the beating will make more sense. <laughs> are you okay? So, that's what I'm What you send them to where the hand is heavy. Even Apostle Paul said, That guy, I have handed him over to the devil for the devil to, to, to torment his body so that his soul can be saved. If Paul said that, are you going to say it? It means that as a leader in the church, there's a level the situation gets to where within your capability of prayer and counseling, you will be limited. Yes. Paul said, This matter. 
For me to judge this man by that in righteousness, what have I done? I've given him over to the death. Even if I don't give him, I will still be judging your righteousness. Because how, when the Bible says that's not so far you don't understand. You are praying for the wish to be alive, but it's killing more people, killing more people, killing more people, killing more people. Because this one is not Paul of Son of Tassos matter. If you are to be Son of Tassos, you can understand. But this one, they want to pray for him to be, to be saved. Because some of them are not praying for him to be saved, they pray for him to die. And God looked at his prayer and looked at, look at their prayer and looked at the person and said, oh, I understand. Yes, the people are like but, but this guy is a member. He's a master. I'm not He's a master. It's okay. Better. I will answer their prayer in another way. Their prayer will be answered. Are you getting it? When you say someone you are praying for somebody, pray, 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 Lord, save this person. The person is not saving. He refuses to save. What do you do? At that time, you hand him over. So that your prayer will not be righteous. Because if he keeps killing people, you will not become an unrighteous person. In your judgment. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. It says, open your mouth and judge righteous and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. When you see that you have become limited in doing that, what do you do? You hand it over to those who can preach righteousness. There are some people that their slap is a righteous slap. If they slap one slap, if they slap one slap, yes, you talk to system. And by the time you finish talking, you, start, you first start by laughing. Before you start crying. And because their slap is a righteous slap. So when you see that a matter is beyond your powers to judge a righteousness, hand it over to the relevant authority. Pastors will tell me of the church he was attending that there, there, there was a particular widow, is that also? The widow who was trying to get admission for her daughter in the school, the high institution. And there was a man who said, Bring money. I'm going to get a daughter admission. And the man ate the money and started running. Absconded. She came and reported to the church. The church did not say, My sister is a brother. Said, no, brother. This one is it baby Before we start calling someone brother, let's ask, is this one behaving brotherly? Yeah. Is this one behaving sisterly? Let's stop all this uh, all this uh, 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 fake life we're living. Is this one behaving like a brother? Or are you are you fulfilling prophecy that says brother should rise against father and against sister? If that's the part of prophecy I feel, then we are leaving you to make that prophecy and this one.
If you don't know that painting, but if you go straight to shrine, uh, a man of us mentioned in his program, and he said to us, as he was about to enter the meeting, he said, There's somebody here, there's somebody here, your generator was through. And he said, if You made up your mind that if your case is not called in this service, as you are leaving the church, you'll be going to the doctor to consult who stole it. The lady ran out. At first, I was like, What is this? What kind of faithlessness? What kind of thing is this? Oh, my brother, over the years, I've worked with God and I've seen church folks. He said, What is that picture? You don't judge people again. You don't judge people. And she said, God has she said, God, okay, why? See, if God was judging her, why did God? The service was about closing. And God stopped the man and said, Stop, stop, yeah. This service cannot close without me attending to one of my child's kids. If she was, let me say what, a faithless child, or if she was a child that was used, why would God attend to her mother? And the man of God told her, she liked to have your generators. So she liked to she must cry. She said, this is the person that was generator. And before you get to the person without the generator, she must cry. What am I trying to tell you? That was, it may not be a prophetic word, but it was God's judgment of righteousness. Because God knew that this, you don't know what that direct to her. You don't know, you don't know, I don't know. So I don't look at people who don't, don't look at life and tell what is a generator. You can say what is a generator, but you know what a generator is now. You know that's a means of livelihood. She refused to do prostitution. She said, maybe this generator, maybe to be doing um, salon. And then I said, how wish I you know in Nigeria now, where they live, where there's no light, where there's no light. How will she do business for one week? That much I'll be thinking of. God is a righteous church. And God expects us to judge in that manner. So when, when we have the opportunity to judge when people are in need, we must always make sure we judge in righteousness. A person regret coming to meet you. I get what I'm saying. If you say if I knew, I should have even gone to meet police. You see, this says when they have matter, they need to not come to judge you. So it's not passing. And then there's a way you turn the matter. Let's go to police. Police will settle the matter. Then you just want to police, police settle the matter. Why? Because over the years they've seen that leaders, priests are not judging in righteousness. Are we together? Now, verse 8 gives us an understanding of one of our responsibilities as followers of Jesus, as revealed by the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of adoption. We have to speak for those who are unable to speak. We have to speak for the legal rights of all those who are dying. We have to speak for their legal rights. We have to speak for their legal rights. We, we have a lot of illegal things happening in the world today. Many people have been oppressed. Many people have been killed. Many people have been, you know, there have been many things that are happening. Some of you tell, what do you look at the bigger sins? What about the smaller sins? What about the smaller scenarios? I just said the story of the lady who her husband beat her today. It's not the first time he beat her. And it's not the first time Pastor heard that matter. And not the funny thing, after he beat his wife today, he beat that church. It's as simple as that. It's not the first time. It's not the first time. And as our right, our responsibility is to speak for people. Exactly why God has given us the authority to do that. When the matter comes the first time, you try to use this scripture the second time, you have to you have to speak rightly. Now you know this makes us understand that we are not only to speak for our personal rights, but we should also speak for those who have no voice and are dying in silence. Those who have no voice, those who are dying in silence, we have the right to speak. Nobody says you should go and start fighting government or you should go and start being uh, a looter. 
on being a human rights activist. No, 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 no. You see, that's when somebody, somebody had a problem in Nigeria. He didn't know when he shifted from ministry to human rights activism. And he said, you can't mix the two together. You can't mix the two. So the moment you start shifting from preaching the word to human rights activism, you will lose one. Either you lose the word or you lose human rights activism. But there's a way you can speak for those who are dying without turning to an activist. You can speak. And speaking does not only mean that you must climb on the other and talk and talk. And you cannot say, I'm not looking at that. Now, we have to do this legally when we have the power to do so. Are you getting what I'm saying? When we have the power to do so, we do it legally. Either by using the media, when we have the resources to do so, or using the legal channels available to us. Are you getting me? Yeah. The legal channels available to us. When you say that a, a, a child member has been abused, a, a, like the one who, now how about that, the first time you have to say what they have, there's a legal channel for that. Are you getting me? Yeah. There's a legal channel for that. Straight, take, in fact, there are many women, women groups, is that also, that handle such issues. Take us straight to that group. Let them start pressing on the matter. When they start, when courts enter the matter, the first thing that will happen is that there will be a suspension of the marriage. Not yet dissolution, suspension. When they suspend the man, the prayer that we prayed for him before, when courts enter this matter, the court will open the prayer <laughs> for the prayer to have access. As some things that strong hand used to correct. Uh -huh. When strong hand hits, the break that blockage will just open up and the person will begin to reason well. Use the legal channels available. You as a uh, pastor, as a, as a, as a uh, Christian, must not be the one who has to come out and start talking, but there are people you can use to talk for yourself later. Go to rights groups, groups that help people enforce their rights. Go there. Go to NGOs, non-governmental organizations. Go there. Use them. That's why they are there for us. No, the funny thing about this is that the only NGO we understand is the church. That's what I don't understand. That's the only NGO we know. That's the only NGO we understand. The church, 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 the only NGO. My friend, there are many NGOs out there fighting for the cause of many, for humanity, different causes. And most of the things that we use, we want to use counseling, counseling to solve. Angel will solve it at the start of the finger. I said, I don't believe so much that cancer come and meet you. You cancel them today. Tomorrow, the same problem is what ah, remind me of the comedy I saw that uh, uh, this person first did with uh, what's his name. Before the marriage, the pastor cancelled them in a very harsh cancelling mode. Told them this thing is prison. It's prison. Now you don't seem to change anybody. Anything you see, you take it like that. See, the harsh was cancelling, they said, even me, I can't even cancel in that harsh manner. And after that, hard cancelling, they were still coming to complain what they are cancelling manner. So, it's, it's, it's simple, there's some things that we waste our time on cancelling for. That's so, NGOs will help us do it. They will help us achieve the tasks. So, instead of me calling the two parties together and doing peace and conflict, as a part of historic theology, or you, you, maybe you would like me that's not against your accounting. You don't have any knowledge of peace and conflict resolution. You say it's not an issue, what you to do a peace and conflict. You have left the line of duty. There are people who can do conflict resolution. And they will do it with 
that power. There's a reality. Is that also? Because the problem is so painful that was, you see, in the church, people are hurting. People are hurting. People are hurting. I was speaking to somebody once and I was like, he said, this thing they call church is God. Jesus does not tell us to do this to you. Jesus does not tell us to do church. Can I say, can I say, can I say? Jesus said, preach the gospel. I said, but the Bible says, oh, how good that prayer is for me to do it together in unity. And the Bible says, forget the supersequent lesson. He said, yes, I know, I know. I said, but the first one is that when we call, we meet together, we sharpen ourselves, and then we go. He said, we go. Sharpen and go. I say, I understand, understand. And see, when I was talking from understand, I was talking to the pastor, he, told me, he said, he said, when they get to 35 here, they still go to the church, they because they are hot. When a fellow brother will do you something that, eh, when you look at it, you say, hey, hey, hey. Then they say, it's family. Hey. Hey. See the one that happened to my father. When they did it, he kept quiet. He kept quiet. You know, the funny thing is that they say when family hurts, it's more painful than when they're outside their hearts. So it's that inside their hearts and hurts and hurts, and suppose that they don't manage the hearts again, they have to go out. But this is not just part of it, actually, criminal offenses. They say, no, we cannot be taking ourselves out, we cannot be taking ourselves out. Oh my brother, we have to take ourselves out and we are killing ourselves. So people are dying of high blood pressure because of what a brother has done to them. Of a particular man who used to go from city to city, and when he entered the city, he comes to a church, he comes and forms like a new, um, wonderful brother. And as he goes, he notices a sister that is on fire. He 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 he, he goes out with her, oh, and she says, Oh, this one, the Lord has brought us down for me. Quarter to marry, he jilts her and breaks her heart. He was doing the good, that one is easy, the no, it's easy, and he was born, it's easy, the brother. No, and that one, are we supposed to be carrying this matter into pastor's meeting? Is this in a pastor's meeting matter? That one is a police station matter. I don't know what to be there to That is why it looks like we are not judging righteously most of the times. We are not saying we should be carrying all our matters to the world. Are you hear what I'm saying? But there are issues that if we don't allow the law handle, we will be judging unrighteously. And there will be no fairness and equity in our decisions. And you can't see people. See, they say, they will not make up their mind and say, after all, if they did leave this congregation, if I go to another congregation, they can do this similarity. So I rather prefer to see that at home. My brother, you have judged wrongly, you have kept a soul and lost a soul. But the Jesus that you have said, he said, there were 99 sheep there. And he left the 99 and went to look for what? The one. So in matters that have gone beyond what? Let me use the word, brotherly organization can handle. We get legal matters into it. By all means, we must speak for the meeting. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When we don't have the power of the uh, legal matters to do it, or the media to do it, we can use a place of prayer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, we can use a place of prayer. Like for some of us that don't have some of these powers to do it, we just keep praying. We keep praying. At least the, the most important thing is that, uh, 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 by all means, we must speak for the voiceless. And this we must do legally. But so do you, we are not withholding good. You cannot say that I, yes, I cannot do it, I cannot speak at all. If you cannot use the legal measures, are you getting what I'm saying? If you cannot use the angels, you can pray. Are you getting me? Especially in a situation where you know, you know there's something happening among brethren. There's something happening. You, you are not, you don't have the powers to enter. What you do? You go to your place of prayer. Lord, grant the leadership wisdom. 
to ensure that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, both parties are what? Fulfilled. You see, because when we are giving judgment in the kingdom, we do it on the ground, grounds of fairness and equity, and at the end of the day, we do it on the grounds of justice. Are you getting it? Justice. Justice. Praise God. When we do this, we do not be told who when we have the power to do it. Such we are obeying God. No one has an excuse not to speak for the needy. Proverbs 3 verse 27 says, We told not good from death to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thy hand to do so. Don't be told good. Don't be told good. Speak for the needy. Those that cannot speak for themselves, speak for themselves. Speak for them. See, if they come and meet you and complain to you and cry to you, it's because they cannot speak for themselves. Speak for them. Speak for them. Speak for them. If they come to church, it's because they still have faith in God. Speak for them. Don't make them regret coming to God. Are you not saying? Don't make them regret coming to church. There's some, a driver picked me once and he was actually angry with God and angry with the church. And he said, I've heard that move from Jesuit, which I know what I know anything about the driver. I said, ah, one of the things that shows that I don't know God at all is that we are offended with the Lord. I think I've heard with God. And it was like, it was a huge coordinator in the church. But something happened. I said, what happened? He said, you're not talk to me. He said, why is that you are trying to force Christianity? I said, who is forcing it? I'm preaching the gospel to you. Why are you complaining? If you don't believe, you lose your ear. But the bottom line about it is that when I looked it, when I looked into his conversation, it was simply an offense. And the offense was not handled rightly. And he made it religious. Now he's in the line worshiper now. Are you not saying? Now we must judge righteousness so that the weak ones will not regret coming to God. I was about to talk about eating of meat, and he said, he said, yes, I know that you are strong. You can eat it and nothing will happen to you. He says, but because of those who are weak around you, what you do, do not eat it. So that you don't know what make them fall. There are things we do not because we are strong, but because of those who are weak around us. Are you not saying? Yes, I can do it. It won't affect me. But what about those who are around me? If there is a soul, I would have saved. Why would I lose that soul? Because of my seeming strength. If they come to meet us, judge righteously. Judge righteously. Speaking for the voiceless is an act of helping the needy. We must do this because failure to do this shows that we are indirectly oppressing them with God once again. Are you not saying? If you don't do this, we are indirectly oppressing them. When you, can, when you can do something and you refuse to do something, you are, you are partnering with those who refuse to do at all. Are you not saying? So you are partnering with them, you can do what you refuse to do. You are partnering with those who are causing the problem. And that's one of the problems that we are having in the church. Praise God. In chapter 24, verse 14 to 15, says, it says, Thou shalt not oppress and hire someone that is poor and needy, whether he be of thy brethren or of thy strangers, at thy lamp within the, the gates. At his day, thou shalt give him his hire. Neither shall thou, neither shall the son go down upon it. For his poor and seeth his heart upon it, and set his heart upon it. 
lest he cry against thee unto the Lord, and he be seen unto thee. God is against oppressing the poor. When you can speak for the poor and refuse to speak for the poor, you are actually the those oppressing the poor. So simple as that. Bible says he that gives his bed to his preferred to commit fornication has committed the same sin too. And you see, our, our, this aspect is very serious because the church most of the times we are we are guilty of this. We are guilty of it. We are guilty of it. In a man of God of the blessed memory, he told me the story of how to they were fighting over the leadership of a church, a church. Pastor Revival. He said, and they came to court. They carried the matter to court. He said, and unlucky for them that day, the judge sitting on the matter was a Muslim. And the judge looked at him and said, Me, judge your matter. Don't know that you people are the ones meant to be judging our matters. He said, Will you get out of my court now and go and settle this matter before I descend on you? Somebody that has reason. Are you hearing something? He knows that how can you be are you put normal? Are you putting your right friend? You are the ones meant to be judging the righteousness here and looking for who to judge you. Now the reason for this is because of the height of immaturity in the church. Right? Judgment in righteousness comes to the peak of maturity. Solomon was to judge in righteousness and he judged in righteousness. Now, how can you explain that kind of judgment? If it was not the wisdom of God. The, it's the wisdom of God that empowers men to judge in righteousness. To speak for those who cannot speak for themselves. But today we have a church because who is concerned about itself alone. You know? My brother, I don't want trouble. You know? I mind my business. You know? I don't want trouble. You know? And that's what the devil wants. He wants us not to want trouble. We see that when everybody starts, when everybody starts speaking for the for the lady, what happens is that they start treating arrows at the person. The person says, okay, let me mind my business. And they say, yes, that's what was associated with me. But I'm not only talking to the lady outside, what about inside? There are brothers, teen sisters inside the church, breaking the heart of sisters. Who is there speaking for the sisters? Who is there? There are businessmen cheating their fellow brethren in church. Who is there speaking for the network? When they finish with themselves, one will come and go and say, This week the Lord bless you. Say, Amen. This week the Lord turn your business around and say, Amen. After all, that's what I came for, so I can cheat all the members. Why am I preaching? 
Some people will not change for when I preach, but my duty is to preach, not to change people. <laughs> my duty is to preach, not to change people. So I preach. So this makes us understand that the end result should not be our focus. Are you getting me? Yeah. The end result should either be our focus, our drive, or motivation to speak. If the, if the end result is our focus, it will deter us. Are you getting me? All we owe as responsibility is to what? Speak. When I brought the case before the, the, the church leaders, all that about was, okay, you are wrong in this way, you are wrong in this way. This is what, see, this is it, this is it. Do this, I say do it. And that's all. You take your leave. If they don't do, it's okay. Can carry the matter to you. It's as simple as that. Take the matter to you and take it to But you must stand and say, this is right, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is right. And I said, I said, okay, no problem. At least I've learned not to even do things, do those kind of business transactions with Christians, number one. Number two, if I have to do, I know the conditions to put in place, number two. Number three, if I don't, if I don't put all the conditions in place and, you know, there's one thing that I know where to go to. And you see, this is the thing, where I know where to go to. You see, I'm there that way to the law. They don't have time for pastors again to solve their matter. Say pastors are too busy, they don't have time for us. And when you get anybody that will play uh, partiality, but this is not good. Are you what I'm saying? Yeah. The next responsibility we have is to open our mouth and judge the righteousness and plead the cause of the poor and needy. This means that when we are in position to judge matters in which the poor and needy are involved and to plead their cause, we must do this righteously. If we don't do that, we sin. Are we together? Yes. If we don't do that, we sin. And see, what we need to understand is that, like we said, who are the needy? Who are the poor? When we think of the family, what we just think of is those that are living below, below one dollar per day. Is that possible? That's it. But you see, you don't understand that poverty is, is, is a broad spectrum. It's broader than finances. Let's look at the word poor. The word poor is from the Hebrew word. It's from the Hebrew word ame. And ame means poor, afflicted, humble, wretched. It means weak. It means lonely. Are you not saying? So the poor are those who are poor financially and otherwise. You see, people may be rich financially but poor in their souls. That's the reason why I heard a story of a particular uh, rock star who was seeking and after seeking a sound to a point and he knelt down in the stage and told the reason anybody knows how to solve this problem, the person should come and see him after this. But he was he was making a request in his own location. I saw the problem and all that with you. In fact, the people that are telling you that they are actually your problem. How can I be telling your problem to solve your problem? The next thing they saw was that he had committed suicide. Are you not saying? The guy was rich financially, but he was poor in his soul. Are you getting me? The people who are poor emotionally, they are people who are poor when it comes to judgment and decisions. And it's also those who are afflicted, those who are humbled by situations of life. Some people may not be poor financially, but situations of life may humble them. Are you getting me? Yes. At that time, they are poor. They may have all the money, but situations of life, for example, uh, when we came in here, and the people who surrounded us were just some bunch of devils. Are you getting what I'm saying? And there was a particular um, step I was to make. There was somebody who walked on my side, took me from this district police station to regional. To headquarters, wasting all my time and my life. I 
I was the poorest man there when it comes to what? Decision making. Why? Because I had somebody who had abject poverty in decision making myself. And giving me credit for this, don't worry, my brother is a soldier. Don't my brother is a policeman. Don't this matter, my brother can have it. And then every time we go to the police station, I go and ask to talk, and he gives like a like a dumbass. Like, what's happening here? Where are the brothers? No brother there. And they don't say. Now at that time I was poor. Are you getting it? So it's not about finances. Sometimes it's about the situations of life. So there's sometimes a lack of influence can make you poor. Situations of life they can make one poor, and it also means to be weak. Weak financially, weak physically, weak emotionally, weak in terms of position, weak in terms of status, weak in terms of nationality. As missionary, we understood that in Africa we are foreigners to fuck to ourselves. So when you from one nation go to another nation, we become weak because of your nationality. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. My pastor friend was telling me he's 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 a he's a from a Francophone country. And he went to another Francophone country where they all speak French. But they they, they stole their uh, belongings, so they went to police. And the police started accusing them. He asked them, Where are you from? They said, uh, they, told him, they, they were speaking French. And that's said, Where are you from? He said, His country. And he said, The police called the matter against them. And told them, What is your problem? Why would they disturb themselves concerning the thief that came with you? Is it not their, the thief is not their country. <laughs> you are the foreigner, what are you doing here? Why would you be coming to trouble? And he was like, And this is okay. That's a weakness that comes from what? Nationality. Are you getting what I'm saying? A weakness that comes from nationality. Oh, they are foreigners. Oh, they are foreigners. So, you just there's a weakness there. There's a weakness that comes from status. There's a weakness that comes from, that means what? Influence. People that you know, people that you are connected to. There's a weakness that comes from it. And see, when people are weak in these areas, God expects us to. And there's also a weakness that comes from information. Are you going to say? When a person is not informed, he's weak. Many of, the, many of the challenges that happen to me here, they happen to me because I was not informed. Yeah. Now, I was talking to somebody and he told me, now you are very smart. He himself he has studied me to this one. The way they are behaving is not because they are whatever. The way they are behaving is because they are smart. He said, you are very smart. He said, come, this is defrauding. It's not really you defrauding. We just keep defrauding us. We just keep defrauding people. He told me of his own matters. It's not what I mean, it matters. It's not like my matter. Are you not saying? I want to tell you, information deficit is a weakness and is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a manifestation of poverty. That is a no penny for lack of knowledge. Are you getting it? They perish. Poverty is only people perish. This information deficiency is a, is a manifestation of poverty. And when people are information deficits, if you use their lack of information as an opportunity to predate for them, you are actually committing a sin that God hates. Which is what most Christians do. They don't know. Let me predate on them. But when you come and say that these people, they know, they run away. They won't come again. At least once they know they know they come again. But actually, what we are meant to do is when we see people who are not informed, we are actually meant to do what? To speak for them and to judge righteously for them. It's when you look at the church that you wonder 
do we put it in our Bible? What put them around the church is this New Testament understanding that we have that has no base. Why do I say so? Jesus, let's start from Jesus. Jesus read from the Torah. He spoke from the Torah. When the devil came and he said, turn this to the he put it in front of his house. Match only by Benjamin, which is the Torah. Genesis says, no, David, because no man's in trouble. The first five books, the Pentateuch, sorry. He put it on the Pentateuch, and he would have said, the trouble. Now, when he came to the temple, I wanted to tell him, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, because I wanted to be, he put it on Isaiah. And he would have said, so Jesus actually was learned in the Old Testament. Paul, the apostle, also quoted from Isaiah. Now, these people that we say, at least, they say, some say they are following Paul, as he corresponds to the as I believe, they say they are not following the apostles. Some of them say they are not following the apostles, they are not following the apostles, they are not following the apostles. Those people, they are not it. It's following, it's not the apostles that say, follow the apostles, they say, some people have mental problems. Some people have mental, you see, this mental problem is a serious problem. I said, if it's only Paul that we have to follow, why would we give him Old Testament and New Testament number one? No matter why would we give him the book of, see, there is John here. Okay, if you don't have with John, there is uh, Hebrews, there is First John, there is First Peter, there is Second Peter. Where were these parts of the Bible put? If it's only Apostle Paul, we have to follow. And you know what the problem is? Because people are also both those are following people. When they want to do cross reference, they will not jump to Peter sometimes. Mental problem! Mental problem! The mental jail sometimes is mental problem. So we see that these people, they quoted the Old Testament. The people who always say the, the Old Testament is done for. That is why that when it comes to wisdom, they are always lacking. Because we want to understand the manifestations of wisdom. You have to read Proverbs well. Proverbs, Proverbs, you have to read it. You have to study it. You want to understand wisdom, not only practical wisdom, go and read Proverbs. You want to understand how to have a working relationship with God, go and read all the Psalms that David wrote. You want to understand how to have a working relationship with God. As you have to talk with God as a friend, have to talk with Him as a father, and above all, talk with Him as a daddy. Read Psalms. So they drop Psalms. They said, I, I once saw somebody who said, they said, Samuel is about the shepherd as well. They said, that Psalm is not for the liberation. As a liberation, we are not a sheep. Jesus is not your shepherd. What kind of mental problem are we having now? These things are getting serious. We need to be calling psychiatric into church. These are psychiatric cases. It's a problem. Yeah, we are not a sheep. Jesus is not a shepherd. Liberation is not a sheep. And Jesus is not, is not a shepherd. If Jesus is your savior, not your shepherd. This kind of mental problem we have is what is wrong with Sometimes we look at this and say, I'm tired, I'm tired of this matter. We are trying to solve some. See, I'm being on a particular issue, for example, so. We're trying to try this issue because we're not having some mental problem. The problem with most of that left these teachings is that you see that their life is not organized. Are you getting what I'm saying? Their life is not organized. That is why they can go out from this scene and they say, I'm going to go to the guys and come and give two days after I'm not against religious and righteous and unrighteous. I know we commit, we make mistakes. I get what I'm saying. Yes, we are saved, but God still loves us. But see, if 
Peter comes in two to say, okay, don't worry, I can just be doing it. Then there's a problem somewhere. And if that becomes a tool for us to now neglect the principles of the doctrines of Christ, which are the principles of speaking for the voiceless, judging righteousness, there's a problem somewhere. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Who are the meeting? The one who needs from the world, and beyond. And then beyond means to be what? To be chiefly poor, to be a needy person, to be subject to oppression and abuse, to be in need of help, to need deliverance from trouble, especially as delivered by God. And it generally means lowest class. So the needy are those who are in want in any area. They are in want in any area. So, see, what we're talking about here is you want me to know whether this person is in want. He came to meet you to, to tell you I am in want. And you can come to meet another person, but I came to tell you. Now, since I had that issue ever since then, I never go with pastors to complain that their member is misbehaving or to tell them, I don't, I don't do that, I don't do that, I don't do that. I learned from experience. Are you know what I'm saying? It says to be need, you see, the, the, the need that those in want in any area that are subject to oppression and abuse. For example, I'm talking about the story of a woman who her husband killed. Are you know what I'm saying? She was being abused. She was being oppressed. Are you getting me? She was subject to oppression and abuse. And definitely, I learned that her pastor was in the know. She was in need. And you left her there in need, in an abusive, oppressive, and assaulting husband until he abused her to death. Please, before they arrest the husband, they should arrest you, Mr. Pastor. Because what they call that, they call it accomplice. You are an accomplice. So you knew. You knew. You knew. If you just come and take one of me to the first time, I call your husband, I can't say, I have the second time. In essence, I go to the relevant level authority. So that the day the, the matter escalates. When they call me, I say, it's not me that reported. <laughs> it's not me that reported the matter. They say, why? They say, I, I can't say it the first time. I see the Peter the second time. I found more telling than the first time. So I saw that this was beyond my powers. I had to call the law because we are in a legal society. And it says, I mean, what's not for you? So that I'll be exonerated from the accomplice title. We must want this. It means those uh, there are those needing help and deliverance from trouble. We see somebody that comes and says, I need help. Ah, help me, help me. I say, I've seen who to drop. I've seen who to eat now. That's it. The devil's mentality. Somebody that comes and is in need of it, you say, let me, this is what I want to eat. You are, you are operating under the full-fledged full manipulations of the devil you are born again. People in need of it are not able to, to take advantage of it. No! They are not able to take advantage of it. If you try, the more you try, you, they will cry against you and God will take the sin against you. It might be as a, as, as a, I think, a late teenager, I had a little girl who there was they had a tenant and the tenant he had a fiance by right but that time before I had a fiance used to come and stay with him sometimes. One night a lady came to look for him. So that before he had a fiance, he also had uh, a lady. Uh, a girl, a girl fiance, uh, whatever, I don't know the name to call it. And they were attending the Pentecostal church. 
I tell you the producer, what is the relations? And so the lady came that night and she didn't meet him. And so my neighbor, my neighbor's um, his nephew was my we used to go to lecture together in step jam lecture. So the lady was shouted. This was about close to 10 p.m. nowhere to go. Ah, what would she do? She can't go that night. And the guy said, okay, we'll put our house soon because there's no you can fill their back door into his room and look at the window. And he told her house. She asked him. He asked her that night. But he said, why the baby was still comforted? This guy came and said, because he's still. He said, they want to talk to her. So that, uh, will that be housing you for free? And then what do you mean? He said, you know now. I can't just house you this man for free. So that, uh, she goes to some lady and says, okay, that's the case. That baby will do you want to My people will know that you are out and will drive you away. So he came over and so So you know what he tell this now? He had to have sex with her that night. I was happy, people telling me, Jay, man, my brother, Jay. I looked at him and was shocked. You know that kind of shockness? <laughs> but I couldn't believe that this guy was a human being. <laughs> I couldn't believe that this is the person I want to lecture with. I couldn't believe, you see, I don't know what. As I thought this is something you cannot understand. <laughs> So not that 
one party is wrong. Are you getting me? You execute judgment on the grounds of what is right and wrong, right? See, many people don't understand the reason why you just pass a wrong judgment. Before you know, a force from over, a wind from over will hit you. A wind from over will hit you. You know very well that this is what we done like this. A wind from over will hit you. Because you have judged in righteousness. If we base our judgments on sentiments and corruption, that means we judge in our righteousness and we have sin. Are we together? Yes. And when we do that, it will become a worse off situation when the oppressed prays to God. Why? Because if we defend them and find their cause. Which means that we'll be part of those who God will fight. And that's the thing. There are some matters to keep quiet on. If you know that this matter, sometimes some people that, especially those who are Christians who are sitting in the position of judges, magistrates, chief justice, I hear you know what I'm saying? Um, you are a Christian. When you are sitting in a matter that has to do with judging in righteousness, if you know that, Maybe your sentiments has been tampered with. So you have become sentimental or your emotion has been tampered with. Look for a way to hand the case over to someone else. Are you getting me? Yeah. I had a story about a particular judge. He was coming, he came to the city to do a judgment, to, do, to, to, sit, on the, to sit over the area. And as he came in, um, somebody helped him. He, he trained the young man helped him to carry his bag. And as he helped him carry his bag, he now asked him, what's your name? He told him his name. He now told him, what's your name? He told him his name. He said, so, 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 I'm John, so, so, so. I'm sitting on, I'm, I'm coming for a hearing. And he now asked him, man, what's your name? He said, I am a, a barista, so, 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 so. And when he heard his name, he said, oh, your barista, so, 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 so. So I'm supposed to be sitting on your matter tomorrow. It's like I don't even know the Paris stand, you say. So I'm supposed to sit on your matter tomorrow. Say, wow, seriously, give me my bag back. <laughs> the guy with the Paris one who helped to carry his bag into the father, the way he was going to. I said, no, give my bag back. I said, well, why do you say that, my lord? Say, so that I will not be prejudiced by your action of help when I sit before them. Sit on your matter tomorrow. But if I'm not Christians, just give them small something. It's all over. Small something. Small something. I don't know about Christians. Just be their brother. They forget that when they swear their oath, that the oath they swear, they show them somebody, a woman that tied her eyes. That eyes were tied and she held the skin. When unrighteousness, when you see that the matter is beyond, is your, your emotions will get into it. Just refer me, my, my colleague is going to sit on it. Actually, in medical, in a medical practice, they tell you we don't operate as a surgeon, we don't operate on someone who is a close relative. Because they say, why? Your emotions will get involved. It will get in the way. It will get in the way. Righteous judgment, speaking for the lady. This is what we have a right to do. And as Christians, we must be present on our feet this morning. But I'm going to 
feel fast. Then you are following Jesus another person and say, why are we giving this kind of talks, this kind of teachings that may sound so hard? These are the things that the church has to exemplify for the world to copy. If I cannot meet your pastor to solve the matter, how will the world not join matters right now? Jesus said, he said, how will Paul say, he said, how can you be going to win churches? Where will you be the one to judge angels? And you as brothers cannot sit down and agree. Ah, and we have to go before a physical judge because you, you are chosen to be wicked. There's a problem. When we make the Lord Jesus, we are best sin. That's the first thing to do. You say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died and resurrected from me. And on Calvary, you shed your blood to take away my sins. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I make you my God and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for any of those who have made this life. Thank you for receiving them, Lord. Thank you for granting the grace to serve and follow the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray more prayer. Lord, we receive the grace. Lord, we receive the grace. And maximize the grace. And maximize the grace. To speak for the needy. To speak for the needy. And to judge in righteousness. Judge in righteousness. For the needy and poor. For the needy and poor. Hope you're about to pray. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. We believe that you were blessed by this teaching. To listen to more teachings by Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna, please visit Grace Life Kami Podcast today. Send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. For more information about the ministry, kindly visit our website, chimdiohahunaministry.org. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord.